Hi, I'm Caroline Bowen. And I'm Drew Marshall. From Purdue University's Student Concert Committee. We are pumped to share our podcast, SEC Presents, with you this week. And we're pumped because we got to sit down with Simple Plan's Jeff Stinko on their tour bus before they rock 7,000 students' world on Slater Hill. We got to discuss their 15th anniversary tour of their album, No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. Yes, I said it correctly. Just rolls off the tongue. Yep, makes me feel awkward every <laughs> single time. <laughs> And we also got to learn the real meaning behind this simple plan. So stay tuned and enjoy the rest of this interview. Here it goes. I'm just a kid and a life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid. I know that it's not fair. Nobody cares because I'm alone and the world is having more fun than me tonight. So we're here with SEC Presents meeting with Jeff of Simple Plan to talk about 15th anniversary of their tour. No hats, no helmets, just balls. Damn, you got it right. <laughs> there we go. And so we want to talk to you guys about what's been, this is the last stop of the tour, what's been the best moment of this tour so far, best experience? You know what, this tour actually brought us, well, first of all, we we made a record about two years ago. We, we toured, you know, um, uh, in support of that record and it led us all around the world. You know, we went to uh, Asia, we went to Europe, we went to South America, just name it, you know, we went. And it, it was fantastic, it was really great. Uh, we had a song called uh, Singing in the Rain that did well to, on radio too, so it was an exciting moment. And then suddenly March 19th comes and we're like, shit, it's the 15th anniversary of No Pads, you know? And it, it's just, this band has never been known to take a moment and just enjoy, you know, smell a flower and, and kind of enjoy, you know, the, the landmarks uh, of a career. So we decided, you know, let's do it properly and let's do a full week of celebration around that anniversary. So we did, and we toured, you know, across the states, and it was really fun. But then, you know, Canada started calling, um, Germany started calling, and Asia, and all that stuff. So basically, uh, we said, you know, we're gonna keep going a little longer. And um, the beautiful thing about this uh, this 15th anniversary is that we actually managed to um, uh, to to come back to the U.S. and and bring back an audience. I think that had somewhat forgotten about Simple Plan, you know, because the music industry being what it is, uh, you got hits, you're in the limelight, you don't, you're forgotten. Except that nowadays, you know, you got Spotify, you got YouTube, that changes everything. You just kind of have to have a story, and the story of this anniversary um, just brought people together wanting to celebrate, I guess, the nostalgia of a certain era of their uh, of their youth or, or, or their teenage years, you know, and. It's pretty amazing to see people that were too young to yeah. come to the shows, yeah. people that were, you know, basically teenagers, you know, during that era, or, or people that are, you know, even like introducing us to their kids, you know. So I'm shaking hands and holding babies at the shows. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny, you know. It's got to be an awesome breath of just like nostalgia and like how you guys have been basically playing since 2002. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. Still just constantly going after. Yeah. It. Basically, two years of touring. On this particular run, run, yes. This particular run? Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was slightly pathetic to do uh, a nostalgia tour yeah. around the, uh, you know, the, th- the, the, the anniversary. I thought it would be cool to play a few shows, but to, to actually extend it and make it a whole year of touring, I was like, come on, guys, we're the type of band that, that looks to the future. Uh, we want to stay relevant. We want to keep on, on introducing music to the world. But the first shows were just so amazing, and it 
was not pathetic. It was actually more of a celebration of yeah. people getting to, and all the stories, you know, feed your your desire to keep going. You know, like it's it's insane the people like that come up to us and tell us like how much it had an impact on their lives. Like you have to understand that record changed our lives. It changed, it really did. I mean, we we were like a, a Montreal-based band that that played in, in a basement and rehearsed and. And we're dreaming about touring the world, but really, you know, we were slightly more ambitious than the talent we had. And then suddenly, this record comes about, and it changes our lives completely. Then we realize that perfect, I do anything, um, addicted. I'm just a kid. We're the soundtrack of a lot of people's yeah. lives. And it's it's funny you bring you bring up I'm just a kid because that song really didn't do nothing for us. You know, it, it wasn't a new guy that movie. Um, and I realized a lot of people had seen it. I realized a lot of people were too young to go to the shows. Yeah. So people were exposed to it, knew the songs, but the people that actually watched the new guy were 14, 13, 12, you know? Yeah, I know, uh, just for me personally and some of my other friends, that was our first experience with Simple Plan. Yeah. We were like eight, seven at that time. Yeah, the there's first a lot of, heard it in the yeah, movies. sure. And then hearing it through middle school and today, it's crazy, just that's, that was our first experience with yeah, and, and, and you know what? Like that song, it was our first hit ever in Japan. We landed in Japan, and um, we, we just got off the plane, started walking through the airport, and there were these kids like a riot, like signs screaming. I really thought the Backstreet Boys were behind me, <laughs> but you know, like it was a bad simple plan, and it was our first taste of success. Mm -hmm. It was for I'm just a kid, but as I said earlier, um, it didn't really happen anywhere else with that song. It took. Um, I'd do anything with Mark Hoppus yeah. from Blink-182 to actually consolidate the band as, you know, as, as a more known band, you know, so, but I, I do understand now that the, even I'm Just a Kid had influence over a lot of people, and, and as you were saying, a lot of people were eight, you know, too young to, to come to the shows and are now of age to come to the shows, and what's amazing about it is all those playlists, you know, pop punk, rock, all, yeah. all those crazy playlists, are introducing Simple Plan to a newer generation as well. Because you got really, really young people at our shows, which is very unlike other bands that I see in that genre. I don't know why, but like I you know, I, I go to other bands' shows and I'm like, oh you know, 30, 40 year olds are going to the shows. In our case it's very, very and I, I I don't know why, but I have a feeling that as you're saying, people connected at an early age have grown and are, are still around and I think my theory is that playlists and the internet, YouTube is is a great way to get introduced to our music without yeah. you know radio support or anything like it. And with like Purdue, once we announced it, everyone was just so excited because I mean everyone knew your your old hits, and then as they're still hits for them, but also you have another um, group of people who know your newer stuff. The more current so, stuff, yeah. sure. So you have all you have a big variety of fans. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, and and I, you know, I sense it too. Like the way that people get introduced to music nowadays is so different than when we started out. If it wasn't on the radio back then, you would not know about a band. Like, what were your like? You guys were bored with the internet, so you like I'm a dinosaur for even talking about this. But but it's it's it was not really present. You know, you would dial in at a little number, and, yeah. and 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 then you would get some some weird noise leading you to the internet, which was really empty. There was nothing there, and then suddenly, you know, all these amazing things brought you to 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 being more proactive in your search of music. So. 
people got exposed, you know, in the 2000s as a simple plant. And nowadays, people are actively seeking bands that they love and that sound like Simple Plan or are influenced by Simple Plan. You know, like the newer bands, the old time lows, the uh, well, whatever, you know, the new bands cite Simple Plan as an influence. So people are curious to check out the bands that, you know, they listen to and we happen to be that band and we're still touring, which is very unlike when we grew up, when we were listening to, when we'd be listening to, you know, to, to Blink-182 or Green Day or The Offspring, when they'd be citing bands like The Clash and The Sex Pistols, are like, who are these bands, you know, like, they're not touring anymore. So, that's very different now. And it's so crazy too, especially with Spotify, how kids like us can listen to bands like Simple Plan and then the newer bands like All Time Low, but through that, be more with those early influences as sure. well. Because I know for me personally, there were a lot of groups that I was really big into. Um, like, I was into like Green Day, Blink-182 yeah. and such like that, especially during my middle school years. And then getting with Spotify and the internet, being able to look back and say, oh, these guys are influenced by like the Clash, like the Sex Pistols and stuff. And, and it's you, so easy to go back into the repertoire. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not buying the records, you're just streaming music, you know? People are not selling you shit anymore. Mm -hmm. You're you're actively pursuing your 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 passion to, to discover music, yeah. you know? And then you have these amazing playlists, which you can listen to while you're studying, mm -hmm. and, and or, or doing others, working out, doing, you know? So, so music could be very passive, just be background noise, you know, to what you're doing. It could also be something that you listen to, you know, more um, attentively. It, it's very different nowadays, you know, and, and I think the shift has only happened over the last five years, you know, that there's a big change in the way that people consume music, and I think it's for the better. I see, like, I was walking around Purdue, and, and I was very surprised to see, like, everybody's got headsets on, and, you know, like, whether they're walking around, you know, just studying in the park, or whatever they're doing, everybody's listening to music, you know, so it's a great moment right now to, to be putting out music. I mean, there's more bands, there's, you know, there's, I've never seen as many bands out there touring, but, you know, it's still, it's still an expression of the American dream in a sense where if you release a great song, you still have an opportunity to completely change your life, you know? So, younger bands, us, you know, the, uh, the dinosaurs, we, we still have that opportunity to, to you know, to, to revamp, to revamp, you know, our old career just based on one song. So it's interesting that you say that like, you believe that like Spotify and online streaming has like improving culture because we see a lot of like Taylor Swift and Adele like fighting against like Spotify and online streaming. So what like what is Simple Plan's take on online streaming? There's a paradox there because then you know like T Taylor Swift is fighting Spotify and then she releases a new record and if she wants to get her numbers she joins you know yeah. the Spotify thing. The streaming numbers. Yeah, which I understand, you know, like it, it's a survival of, of what it is, but you have to have artists like that, that kind of question or bring awareness to the big public because it's not the small band that's not making any money because Spotify is there and not selling records anymore that, that have the outlet to discuss it. So I think it's very courageous. Um, it's re really courageous, you know, that, that, that Taylor Swift and Adele are taking a stance publicly, but the reality is, um, it's evolved to that and it's not going to go back you know like when you 
technology has gotten so amazing that streaming is like it's right there easily accessible now music always has to be about it has to be an exchange it's got you have you need a public or else you know you're really just an artist trying to make it you know but once you got those platforms that allow you to, to distribute your music evenly uh, in a very democratic dem Democratic. democratic way, sorry. <laughs> I'm French Canadian. Sometimes, you know, I, I spin the wrong syllables. Um, I think that's really cool, yeah. you know? It's really amazing. Now, the, the reality of it is, are we, I mean, we're opening a can of worms here, but are we making as much money that we were in 2002? Definitely not from record sales. You know, like, No Pads sold, what, 3 million copies? The last record, I don't know, we don't have the numbers yet, but it's all like streaming and, and YouTube views, you know? great stats but they don't translate to revenue so in our case I mean we have amazing touring and we're all good but I fear for the younger bands that are coming out like how do you build a huge success story nowadays um, unless you're playing like very formatted amazing pop music and you're a great looking girl like I, I don't know that it's I mean it and I'm very I'm being super pragmatic about yeah. it that's what it is you know Unless you're all of these things, it's gonna be very difficult for a band to create a big legacy. Not impossible, but a lot more difficult. I feel like it's almost easier to break into the market nowadays with streaming because there's yes. so many groups and bands that get that viral hit or they sure. get that funny YouTube video or yeah. they're funny on Twitter or something and yeah. so that gets them into there. But it's the staying power, I feel like. It's a little harder in the internet because you're competing constantly bombarded with all this different new music and artists and how do you stay relevant well imagine constantly. imagine if you have like one of those viral hits and you get like you know 10 20 million hits now you got to come up with an amazing second idea yeah, yeah. and you're more likely to get 200,000 yeah. you know that are really basically you know residues of your first hit you know than having another 50 million views on on YouTube I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on people, you know, and, and I think you're right. So the initial getting into the business, getting into the limelight, I think it's probably easier, more democ democratic. You got I, it. I got it. <laughs> Shit, that was hard. Uh, uh, you know, a lot easier, but yeah, it's not only staying power. I, I think it has something to do with that, but it's also like the level of visibility that you could attain. I think that level is actually probably diluted uh, amongst, you know, that, that whole stream of like so many bands out there, you know? And we're talking about bands, but there's solo artists, there's different genres, crosses of genres, there's, you know, visual artists that are musicians, which is an amazing time, you know? Like now it's all like, you can be anything you want. You know, you just decide what you are, you put yourself out there and it's, it's out for the people to, you know, to see. But building a true brand is definitely a lot more difficult. And it's easy to listen to just one artist or one song from one artist with playlists that are already curated yeah. and rather than listening to the whole album through. So mm -hmm. do you feel like that um, impacts who is coming to your shows? Absolutely it does, for sure. Well, what about you guys? Do you actually still listen to full records? I listen, uh, yeah, I listen to full records. Like the Killers album just came out today and I right. like to listen to it, like how, how it should be from the beginning yeah. to end. I'm I'll definitely just, much more of a album cover to cover type guys but Caroline and I also are, are your average music listeners too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the reality of it is if again if you're super pragmatic about it 
how many records have we listened to from top to bottom where, you know, some songs should have been skipped, you know, because they were not that great. A lot of artists became lazy over the years and really, you know, worked really hard on three songs, you know, fill up the rest and released it, you yeah. know. Maybe we're in an era where people just don't want to listen to crap anymore and, and don't pick, you know, these songs that actually really mean something to them. I mean, it's it's a different way of approaching listening to music. Is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. Like, it, it's shitty for me who puts out a full record yeah. and, and, and really <laughs> works hard on one song. Yeah, right? But, you know, like, it, sometimes you, you go back with time and, and, and with some kind of with a few years of distance, and you're like, yeah, maybe those songs are not that great, you know, and people maybe might have picked certain songs off a record because that song was just better, you know? So, um, as far as who comes to the shows, man, if, you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna convince someone to take some, to take some of their hard-earned money and pay for a ticket, I think people want the legacy, they want many good songs, that's always been the case, you know, like, would you really, pay to see a one hit wonder nobody did like I, I don't think they did unless it was you know a, a huge thing but most of the time you know you want the band to be a good live band you want great songs you, you want them to just be supporting more than one record and I think that's all right so I, I don't think that has changed that much you know but then we have holograms of, of yeah. you know old artists coming out and touring which happens but doesn't happen on a, on a regular basis I think the way that people are living shows it's still very the same, right? It's still pretty much the same now. People want to get together and live a special moment. Basically, like, if you break it down, hundreds of people are getting together to live an experience, sharing a moment, listening to the music of the band that they love. Something brilliant about that, like just simple and, and great, you know? Is that the simple plan? Yeah. <laughs> I've never what heard that one. Thing? I never heard that one. <laughs> never heard it. Um, you heard it here first. SCC presents. <laughs> you know what? The uh, initially simple plan was just you know a lack of originality. We saw <laughs> this. We, we saw this movie, A Simple Plan, and uh, we we're like, yeah, we'll put that on the poster. Yeah, you know? yeah, we'll the A Simple Plan, <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and we put it on poster, and we're like, yeah, we're gonna change it up at some point. And we never did, you know. So it's stuck, you know. And then you got famous. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Like, come to think about it, you know, like, if I told you today, and, and, and you know, clean slate all the band names before, and I told you, like, my, our band's gonna be called Megadeth, you'd be like, come on, that's the shittiest name ever. Metallica, Green Day, come on, those are horrible well, like, names. Even if you think about the Beatles, the Beatles is just a pun, because it's B A D L E S. But, but most people just saw it as, really? You're naming your, a bug? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Get away with a lot. I, no, but I, I think what matters is what you built, you know, around. Yeah. We're, we're all stuck with names that, you know, we didn't decide our parents named us, you know, so, yeah. mm -hmm. like, you, you make the best out of it. You, you know, brand I, yourself. Yeah, exactly. You brand yourself a certain way, and that, that name will have your effect on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, we have time for just a few more questions, but what do you know about Purdue University? Well, you know what, I heard that it's a very good establishment. 
I saw that it was founded around 
All right, and the last thing, I'm gonna give you a little piece of advice. I may not have Damn ever girl. performed. <laughs> I may not have ever performed for three thousand people, but um, just I talk heard five thousand. I'm really disappointed. Three right to five thousand. <laughs> who knows? Um, but I would just recommend talking about how much IU sucks. Make sure IU sucks, and the crowd will go wild. There's a competition there. I take it. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. <laughs> Duly noted. Now it's just too late And we can't go back I'm sorry I can't be perfect Hey guys, thanks again for checking out this interview we had on SEC Presents. And be sure to follow Student Concert Committee on Facebook and Twitter to see what we're up to next. I try not to think about the pain I feel inside Did you know you used to be my hero? All the days you spent with me Now seem so far away And it feels like you don't care anymore And now I try